Welcome. I am your pastor, Pastor Omar Ellison with Salt and Light Covenant Church. Open up your hearts as we enter in to hear a word from the Lord. Let's just kick right off into it. Turn with me to Luke. Luke 12. Luke 12 mirrors Matthew 6. But turn with me to Luke 12. When you get to Luke 12, skip down with me to the 29th verse. Luke 12, 29. Luke chapter 12, when you skip there, skip down with me to the 29th verse. Luke 12, 29 says it like this. And seek not what you shall eat, what you shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. It tells us to seek not what to eat or what you're drinking. Seek not how you're going to provide for yourself. It's literally what it saying. Amen. Seek not how you're going to provide for yourself. But along with that, don't be of doubtful mind. Right? Because if you're seeking for how you're going to eat, drink, dress, what, pay the bills, this, that, that means there's a form of worry there. And if worry is there, what else is there with worry? Because worry doesn't operate by itself. All right. So if worry is there, that means there's some fear there too. And if fear is there, that gives the enemy in hell access to your thoughts, access to you, access to your decisions now. Why? Because of the fear. Because remember we found out a few days ago that if no fear is present, he has no access to you, right? Which means there are going to be ample opportunities for you to be fearful. Right. right? But he's saying, look, today, don't seek after those things. Don't worry, is literally what he's saying. Remember he told us, he said, uh, Philippians 4 and 6 talks about be careful. He said that's where it starts. He told us to be careful for nothing. Right? Don't worry for nothing. Don't be anxious for nothing. One translation says, don't fret. Right? He said, because that's where the war starts, right there in your mind. That's where it all kicks in. And here he is saying, don't you worry about tomorrow. Don't you worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about all of the things that are presenting themselves. Don't you worry about those things. Don't be of doubtful mind, because the fact that you're worrying about them means you're not trusting in the king. See, if you're worrying about those things, that means you're not trusting him. And we have to trust him, even when we don't know how this is going to turn out. We have to trust him, even when it looks like it's not going to turn out right or in our favor. We still have to trust him, yeah. right? And he's worthy to be trusted, right? Amen. So he's saying, don't be of doubtful mind when you do these things. Watch this next verse. For all these things do the nations, catch it now, of the world seek out. Every, all the nations of the world, they're seeking after these things. Catch this though. But watch what he says about you. Your father knoweth that you need them. Your father is already aware of what you need, how much you need. <laughs> Not only is he aware of what you need, he's aware of how much you need. Amen. Okay. He's aware of everything you need already. How many of y'all believe that? All right now. You believe that he's aware of everything you need. All right. So if we truly are believers and we truly believe that statement, look at the next statement. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God. What does that mean? Seek the kingdom. Seek the king. Seek his reign. 
Seek how he sees. Seek how he thinks about it. Seek the kingdom. If you seek the kingdom, to be able to do that, you can't be of doubtful mind. You can't be worried about the bills. You can't be worried about the kids. You can't be worried about how it's going to come together, not when you're seeking the kingdom. If you seek the kingdom, the father already know of the exterior factors that's going on. He's already well aware. He knew about them before you heard about it, before you found out about it. He said, but seek the kingdom. If you seek the king and the kingdom's interests, he'll take care of everything that comes your way. But you got to be more focused on what the king and the kingdoms has to say about it. Now, when you understand this, and in my studies of talking about the kingdom, understanding about a kingdom, I know it's very difficult for most of us because most of us have been born here, lived in America. So we live in a democratic uh, society and a system. So we fully don't understand about a kingdom. So in my studies about a kingdom, I went and found some stuff about a kingdom. And I found a couple of things that all kingdoms have. The first thing that all kingdoms have is what? What y'all think is the first thing a kingdom has to have to be a kingdom? Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. The first thing a kingdom has is a king or a lord. The king has authority over where he reigns. What he says, go. It ain't about how you feel about it. It ain't about what you think about it. It ain't about what you heard about it. The only thing that matters in a kingdom is what the king has to say. What you, what you think about this situation? I don't have no thought. Let's see what the king is saying about it. How you feel about that? I ain't got no feeling about it. Let's see what the king has to say about it. Whatever the king say, that's what I say. Whatever his will is, that's what my will is. I have no thoughts. I have no opinions. <laughs> the kingdom leaves no room for your opinions. This is kingdom. So the first thing that a kingdom needs is a king, a lord, someone that has sovereign reign or rulership. In the kingdom, the king or the lord has reign over everything that's in his kingdom. It's a great thing to be a part of a kingdom and it's a privilege and an honor to be a part of a kingdom. Because what you're doing, what you are saying is that you're going to give yourself away for whatever the king has to say, whatever he, whatever his interest is, whatever his will is, I'm giving myself away to it. I'm buying into his plan and whatever his plan is, that's what I'm doing. The next thing that he needs as a, as a kingdom needs is a territory or a domain, an area, right? So the Bible talks about how we already know the heavens and the heavens are the Lord's, right? It also tells us that the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof, right? So the earth belongs to the Lord too. But because of the way that he set it up, he in turn gave his authority of the earth over to who? Men. So for him to get his will done here, he needs men. He needs bodies that are yield to his way and to his, so he can have his way so he can reign in the earth. The only way that the father can reign in the earth is through y'all. He chose y'all. Are y'all with me on this? Makes sense. All right. So he needs a territory or in other words, a domain. Kingdom. Dumb. That's domain. Kingdom. He needs a territory. Now, it's not so much that he wants to dominate the earth because we know the earth belongs to him. So what is he looking for to dominate here in the earth? The hearts of man. He wants your heart. If he gets your heart, what I tell y'all all the time, he get everything else. If he gets your heart, forgiving folks won't be a problem. <laughs> 
If he gets your heart, holding your tongue won't be an issue if he gets your heart. That's what he's going after. That's the domain that he wants to reign over is your heart here in the earth. Make sense? Next place, next thing he needs is a, is a constitution. Every kingdom needs a constitution. What's a constitution? Constitution is simply this. It's a royal covenant, a covenant, his word that he establishes with his people. He needs a constitution, something that you can go to, find and read and say, okay, these are our rights. Are y'all with me? It's making sense to you. Now, what's his constitution for us? This is it. Your Bible is your constitution. Be it paper or electronic, that's your constitution. So if you want to know what he thinks about your situation, go to the constitution. If you want to know your rights as a citizen of heaven, go to the constitution. If you want to know your privileges and your benefits of being a citizen of heaven, Go to the Constitution. And you don't let nothing else speak louder. And you don't let anything talk you out of what the Constitution has to say about you. Because a lot of folks got opinions and ideas that's contrary to our Constitution. But we know and are sold on what his word has to say, or should be anyway. So don't debate back and forth about what the king has to say about you. Well, I don't think that's going to work. Well, amen. God bless you. Well, that ain't for you. That ain't, you too old for that. Well, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You ain't got nothing to say? Nope. I don't have nothing to say, but I, I can tell you what the king said. I got something. I can tell you what the king said about it. But I'm not here to debate about the king because the king's word is absolute. It is the final authority. What he has to say about it stands. It will not fade away. His word will last. Earth and heaven will pass away, but his word will still stand. Our constitution. Guess what else the kingdom needs? The kingdom needs citizenry. Or in other words, citizens. Another word to look at it is a community of subjects. Community. Common unity of people who believe and establish themselves and what the king has to say. We are all citizens of his kingdom. We are a community of subjects that belong to him that have been bought with a price so we no longer belong to ourselves. We are all a part of a community. That's why we can look out for each other. That's why we check on each other. That's why if one of y'all touch my heart, I'm going to call you. Now, you might not answer the phone because some of y'all, it's hard to get on the phone. Hallelujah. I'm just going to tell you. Some of y'all, it's hard to get on the phone. But if that's why I'm calling. If he touch you, if he give you somebody, you got to call them. Check on them. See how they doing. Yeah. You don't want nothing. I'm just calling to check on you. Why? Because they are a part of the community. We are all a family. That's why if you have an issue, you come to the family. We are all brothers and sisters in the Lord. Right? So if you got something going on in your other family, you and you you need to talk. You're supposed to come to the family. You got a financial situation. You're supposed to come to the family. Uh Uh-oh. 
You mean if I got something? Yes, we are a family. We'll, we'll come up with it together. If we all got to put a dollar in to get what you need, we'll get it. Because we are a community of subjects connected to the kingdom. Yes. Is, this, is this okay? Yes. Guess what else we need? We need laws. Now, remember we talked about laws. I'm not talking about ritual laws. Okay, because we've been redeemed from them. We don't have to do the washing. We don't have to go before in the, in the, in the throne because now everything has been established because of what Jesus Christ has done. He's established us in us now. We have the Godhead in us now. But we are still bound by the laws of the kingdom. What are the laws of the kingdom? The laws of the kingdom are just simply this. Acceptable principles. His principles. How he reigns. How he rules. What he thinks about it. What he thinks about it, it stands. That's it. That's the final authority. We don't have to debate about it, but it is a law that we do have to submit ourselves to. No committing adultery is a law. What if she won't close her mouth? That has nothing to do with that law. What if she keeps spending the money? That has nothing to do with the law. What if he don't come home at night? That has nothing to do with the law. The law stands. And we are bound by the law. You know, really is a law to love. You know, there's a law for forgiveness. <laughs> Are y'all with me on this? These are laws that we are bound by, that we are commissioned to keep. Why? Because they have been commissioned and ushered through by the king. This is what the king says work for. There's a law to turn the other cheek. What? You mean to tell me they slapped me, I got to give them my other side? That's what the law saying. Some of us are still working on that one right there, huh? We, we still ain't quite mastered that law yet. Just that law. Lord, help my unbelief in that one right there. You slap me. I'm going to have to ask for forgiveness afterwards. Lord Jesus, you spit on me. It's going to be a problem. We're going to tear this place up. And then we'll say, I'm sorry, Lord. I know what your words say, Lord. <laughs> but there are laws, right? Guess what else is a part of a kingdom? Look at this one. Privileges. Ah. I like that one. There are privileges that come with being a part of a kingdom. What are privileges? Privileges are simply this, rights and benefits. So you do have rights, but you only have kingdom rights. You do have benefits, but you only have kingdom benefits. Now, Psalms 103 tells us some of our benefits. One of our benefits that we have from the kingdom is the fact that every sin that we have committed, past, present, or future, has already been forgiven. Now, what kind of, what kind of benefit is that? How you forgive something that I, didn't, that I haven't done yet? Are y'all with me on that? That's a benefit. Guess what another benefit of being a part of his kingdom is? Healing. Healing is a benefit. Healing ain't something you got to ask for. Healing is something you already have. Are y'all with me on this? So whenever a situation hits your body, whenever a situation comes up against you, you are already healed because healing is a part of being connected to the kingdom of Jesus. When you are connected to the kingdom, healing is automatic. Now, it doesn't mean that things won't present themselves. It doesn't mean things won't come up in your body. It doesn't mean you're not going to get a bad report from the doctor. That doesn't mean any of that. But you always have connection to the kingdom and the king can tell you what you need to do for that situation. It could be simply you need to drink more water. You come out of the report, you got the report, you got the numbers, you say, all right, Father, we got this right here. Jesus, what I'm doing with this? 
He said, yeah, you need to drink more water. And if you drink more water, that'll change. It could be simply the pulling away from sweets. You've been eating chocolate all your life. It's time to give it a break. <laughs> right? He may pull you away from some things. You got to be open to let him go. Because at the end of the day, I belong to the king. And if the king say I've been eating too much chocolate, I need to put that chocolate down. Hallelujah. Y'all see how this works? Right? Privileges, rights, and benefits. Let's guess, what, guess what this one is? The next one is a code of ethics. You know what that is? Ethic. Ethical. It just means this. Simply a lifestyle, a conduct. There's a certain lifestyle for those that are connected or citizens of the kingdom. There's a certain lifestyle. There's a certain way that you live when you are connected to the kingdom of Jesus. There's just certain things you're not going to do. You're not going to be a part of. There's just certain things you're just not going to say. Why? Because you're connected to royalty. And when you understand that you're connected to royalty, there's just certain things we can't conversate about. We can't talk about. Why? Because royalty don't even go there. Y'all are royalty. Do y'all, y'all know who y'all are? Do you understand when I come in here and speak to y'all, I'm speaking to the royal court? Y'all not just normal folks that's coming to hear the Lord and coming in the church. Y'all are royalty in the eyes of, the, of King Jesus. And when you understand who you are as royalty, there's just certain things we ain't conversing about. We ain't talking about certain things. I ain't going there. Why? Because I'm royal. You think you better. No, it has nothing to do with I'm thinking I'm better. I'm, I'm, I'm acting according to what the Constitution has said about me. But some people would think it's you're arrogant. It ain't arrogance. Some people think you're high-minded. It ain't high-minded. If he called you royal, act according to what he called you. So there's a code of ethics, a lifestyle, a way of conduct, a way that we present ourselves when we understand we're connected to King Jesus. Guess what else there is? There's an army. Every kingdom has an army. Do you understand in a kingdom, the citizens are never commissioned to fight? See, in America, <laughs> America, they might pull your card. You might end up getting pulled and drafted. They used to draft it back in the day, right? But in a kingdom, the citizen is never commissioned to fight. None of the battles that come up against the kingdom are yours. All of the attacks that come up against the kingdom are his. You are not commissioned to fight. That's why he told us in the Constitution, pray for them that come against you. Bless them that persecute you because they coming against you. But because you know who you connected to, you've died to yourself and you know you belong to me. You better pray for them because the kingdom that they're kicking up against is a kingdom that has never been defeated. Has never lost a war, has never lost a battle, and if they keep on kicking, they're gonna hurt themselves coming up against a kingdom that has never failed. And we have an army that back us now. We understand who the army is. The Bible calls them the host of heaven, they are his angels. Y'all know this because Jesus himself said, All right, if I needed to, I could have called. For 
legions of angels to come and rescue me. I could have called for the special forces to come and get me if I needed it. But I'm doing the will of the Father. So he said not a word. Army are his angels. His angels will protect you wherever you go. And let me tell you something. They, they, they packed to the max. I had a dream one time with an angel. I was, we was running through the airport and the people were shooting at us. And I'm running through the airport. I mean, they had all kind of guns, bazookas. And all of a sudden, I got to this man. He had on this black coat. And I, and I looked. I said, what are we going to do? And man, he opened up that coat like this. And that brother had all kind of guns, bazookas, grenades. I looked. I said, oh, shut now. We cooking with gas. Man, he went to pulling and shooting. And, and I ended up getting up out of there. And he, he went to work. The Bible also declares of an angel that came down and killed over 185,000 men. That's a lot of men for one angel. Come on, y'all. You have angels with you that are commissioned to cover you and walk with you and protect you. Y'all better know what's with you. I ain't never seen an angel. Don't mean he ain't there. Don't mean they ain't there. You are part of the kingdom. He's bound to protect you. Well, what happened when I was in the car wreck? He protected you in the car wreck. Didn't you get out of there with only a scratch? The car was totaled and you got out with a scratch. You were protected. Well, I wish I would never, never had the car wreck. No, don't look at it like that. Look at the fact that you went through something that horrific. The car didn't make it and you came out with a scratch. Are y'all with me on this? Protected. Y'all with me? Guess this. Guess what else they have? They have a commonwealth, or in other words, an economic security. It is his responsible to keep you financially secure. You are supposed to be economically secure when you are part of the kingdom. He is going to provide for you. He is going to advance you. He is going to take you up higher. Don't you worry about it. Just, just keep your eyes and focus and seek in the kingdom and he is going to take you higher and higher and higher. You may start off at a level, but you won't always be there. You eventually go higher. You eventually go higher. You eventually go higher. Are y'all with me on this? Economic security. That's his responsibility. It's not his responsibility. But see, the enemy got you out there thinking you need a second job. See, when you out there thinking you need a second job, it means that you don't understand what you connected to. And if you do end up on a second job, let the king tell you to do it. If you, end up, if you let the king, whatever, if you're doing it, make sure the king told you to do it. Don't you be out there on your own trying to figure it out. Right? Some would say, well, you don't understand. It's tight right now. It ain't got nothing to do with it being tight right now. It won't always be that way. Y'all understand, pastor went through some tight situations. Oh, but it didn't stay like that. It's impossible to stay that way when you're walking with him. You think it's going to always be tight when you're walking with him? Oh, you got some situations that's going to be tight. It'll get get, get tough there for a second, but it's just a season. Are y'all with me on this? Last and not least, let's to the last place. Last thing. All kingdoms have, guess what this is? Social culture. Uh-oh. Protocol. Procedures. 
There's a culture that comes with the kingdom. Just like there's a culture that comes with being an American. There's a culture that comes with being a Jamaican. There's a culture that comes with being an Asian. There's a culture that comes with being uh, from the Bahamas. There's a culture that comes from being from the islands. There's a culture that comes from being from California. They got a culture over there. Lord Jesus, it's a different world over there. If you ever get over to California, it's different over there. And we in the same states. But it's like a whole other world when you go to California. They think different. They live. It's just different over there. It's a culture. Well, the kingdom that we're connected to has a culture too. And we are bound to understand his culture and what comes apart his culture. So now watch this. What is your culture? Your culture should be kingdom. Your culture shouldn't be black. Black culture. Your culture shouldn't be white. White culture. Your culture shouldn't be of any ethnicity here in the world. Whatever culture is connected to any ethnicity here in the world, it's not your culture. I don't have a black culture. Even though I understand that I'm aware I am a black man. But my culture is connected to kingdom. And whatever the kingdom's culture is, that's my culture. That's what I adapt. That's what I take on now. Is this? Are y'all getting this? This makes sense. Some of this might be rubbing you a little, a little tight, but this is, this is what it is. The kingdom is my culture. Forgiveness is a part of my culture. Loving you, no matter if you love me back or not, is a part of my... Giving is a part of my... See, when I struggle in them areas, that just means I don't understand my culture. I don't understand the kingdom. I hadn't been in the Constitution long enough. Because when I ain't been in the Constitution long enough, there's a lot I miss out on. I don't know about this kingdom because I ain't been in his Constitution. Y'all see how this works? This makes sense to you? All of these things are part of kingdoms. Now, we may come back and touch on that um, later on and go through them one by one. We'll see how it works. But all of these things are part of a Constitution. And here is Jesus telling us, the Father telling us through Jesus, seek first the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Watch this, watch this. All these things, all those things we just talked about. Guess what he said? I'm going to add them to you. They're going to be automatically added to you. All those things are just automatically be added to you. Why is he going to be able to automatically add them to you? Because we're connected to his kingdom and we are his responsibility. Do y'all understand that y'all are the responsibility of the creators of heaven and hell? Heaven and earth? Y'all are his responsible. You are, he's responsible for y'all. He's responsible for what you find yourself in, where you end up, what you, where you live, what you're driving. You, he's responsible for all of that. Amen. And he takes his job seriously. Amen. He doesn't take it lightly what you deal with, what you're going through, what you need. He doesn't take it lightly. He said, I already know. Amen. So all he requires for us is to trust him. Yes. Trust him. Yes. Right? Y'all with me on this? All right, let's walk. Let's walk. Go with me to... Go to Mark. Let me, let me share this with you. Okay, so now here is Jesus. He steps on the scene. The Bible tells us that when he came out of being tempted for 40 days and 40 nights, the tempter, the adversary of the brethren, being Satan, failed at tempting him. The Bible says he came out with all power. 
He goes, and Matthew tells me in the fourth chapter that the very first thing he said that comes out of his mouth, it says that I, I, when he started preaching, he said the first thing he said was repent. Repent. You know what he's really saying? Change. But change what? Your thinking. The way y'all been thinking ain't been how heaven thinks. So change the way you're thinking. Allow me to change the way you think. By what? By the renewing of the Constitution. You got to let me renew your mind with this Constitution. So repent. And then he says this. The kingdom of God is at hand. Some translations say the kingdom of God is near. Really what that is saying? The kingdom of God is here. It's here now. Right? This is Jesus now. So he goes about all of the different synagogues, all of the different cities, preaching about a kingdom. And that's what I have told y'all. I've come to find out by studying this subject that this thing is really all about a kingdom. And a part of the kingdom is love. A part of the kingdom is forgiveness. A part of the kingdom is giving. A part of the kingdom is understanding revelation and power. All of that comes with the kingdom. But he didn't really go around preaching about love. He didn't really go around preaching about prosperity. He didn't really go around preaching about all the things that we teach on this day. His main focus was to get people's mind framed around the fact of a kingdom. And if you understand a kingdom, you'll understand about love. When you understand a kingdom, you'll understand about prosperity. You'll understand the kingdom. You'll know you're already delivered because you're a part of a kingdom. So he went preaching kingdom, 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 everywhere he went. Go with me to Mark. Y'all in Mark already? What chapter did I send you to? I didn't give you one. Tenth chapter. Mark 10. Mark 10, 15 verse. Verily I say unto you, y'all there? Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. Catch it. You have to receive the kingdom of God as a child. Now, why did he say we have to receive it as a child? When you think about a child and you're thinking about how they receive things, how they grasp and understand and grasp information, what's one thing a child most times is not going to do? When you tell them something, they just what? Believe it. If you tell, your, you tell that child, you tell that eight-year-old, six-year-old, ten-year-old, you taking them to Chuck E. Cheese, what they, what they think? They going to Chuck E. Cheese. And if you just so happen to forget, they will remind you every hour on the hour until the day come. <laughs> Are y'all with me on this? And then he said, now this is how you're supposed to receive about the kingdom. (laughs) He's saying there's an authority, there are privileges and benefits that come with being connected to the kingdom. You need to receive that as a little child. Because if you can't receive it as a little child, you can't even enter therein. You know why? Because you're going to have so many opinions. You're going to have so many questions. You're going to ponder it. And you're going to worry yourself right out of the benefit and the belief of what he has made available for you. You got to just receive. If he say you're a part of the kingdom, I'm a part of the kingdom. If he say I'm royalty, guess what? I'm royalty. If he say I'm victorious, guess what? I'm victorious. If he says I'm an overcomer, guess what I am? I'm an overcomer. And I have to receive that as a child. Why would he call you an overcomer? He said you're an overcomer and then he left some spirits here for you to overcome. 
there's some situations for you to overcome and then the situation presented itself and we've fallen apart. The spirit presented itself and we've fallen apart because we don't know and we have not been sold on what he has said about us. If you are an overcomer, who, I wish, you, what? What? It show up. It's in trouble when it show up in front of you. It should be. Because it's showing up thinking that you don't know. You don't know what you connected to. But guess what? We know what we connected to. We connected to a kingdom. The kingdom of Jesus. And it comes with a lot of benefits and privileges. And it also comes with an authority. An authority over all of the authority of the devils and demons. And we have power to usurp them at any point in time by the voice of my mouth. And everything I speak to must bow. Oh, God. Did y'all see this? And when it comes up against someone like that, man, what the hell going to do with you? What the hell can't do nothing with you? Are y'all with me on this? Catch this. So we got to receive this as what? Little children. All right, now skip down with me in that same verse. Skip down with me to the 20th verse. Watch this. Let's walk real quick. Now we understand that this is the rich, rich young ruler. He comes to him. He talks about, uh, Lord, well, how do I get in? What do I need to do? So he started telling him what he needed to do. And then after he said, he said, Look, I done did all them, Lord. I, I've done them all. We've talked about this before. Watch this in the 20th verse. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these I've, I've observed from my youth. I've been doing this, Master. Then Jesus beholding him, Loved him. Look at the compassion. And he said unto him, One thing thou lackest. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. He says, One thing you lack. You got a lot of stuff. And I think the stuff has you more than you have it. So go sell it all. Give to the poor. Pick up your cross. Come follow me. Now he didn't tell him to give it all to the poor. He just told him to give to the poor. You gotta catch it now. Because see some people think give it all so that means you know I got to give it all so you know I, I humble myself by giving it all so that means I, got my, I might struggle for a while uh, the lights might be out for a while God did not tell you to give all your money that you can't pay your light bill find that in the scriptures I just humble myself and I just give, give it all away I give, I give it all away God will give it back he didn't ask you for all of your money he just say, don't let your material stuff have you over him having you. That's all he's telling him. Watch this. He said, look, give it all away. Now watch this. And thou shalt have what? Now look, look. <clears throat> when you can do this, look where your treasure is. You got a treasure in heaven. Now, what religion and the old folks have sold us is that that treasure in heaven is only when you get over in heaven. You can only obtain that treasure. You can only deposit out of that treasure when you get over there. Let me give y'all a nugget. You don't have to wait to heaven to make a heavenly deposit. 
You can make a heavenly deposit right now in this earth. All you got to do is receive it by faith, speak to it, cause it to come in. It will come in from heaven, that invisible world, and manifest itself in this physical world, and you will have whatsoever you say right here. You ain't got to wait for the sweet by and by. You have treasures in heaven that you've been storing up. You've given your life to Christ. You've been paying your tithes consistently. You've been coming to church. You've been letting this word change you. The whole time you're making deposit. You're making deposit. And now you got a situation going on here in the earth. And now you can pull from that account. Oh, God. But see, most people don't believe this. Most people don't even understand this. This, this is how I get through here in life. I got an account in heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good God Almighty. We have an account in heaven that we can pull from. And I, let me tell you something. They know me in heaven. The angel bank tellers know me very well. Oh, my, you're back again. Yes, sir, I'm back again. Yes, sir, I need this right here. We got you. We got you. We got you. What's my limit? No limit. What my credit score need to be? We don't check credit. The only credit we checked was your eldest brother. And he's the king. So you have what your eldest brother have. Whatever the king, whatever in the king's account, you have access to. Whatever the king has access to, you have access to. So what is it that you need? What's the amount? <laughs> See, most of us live here in the earth by what we have in our bank account. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We, we live, most people, most people, even some of us, even men sometimes, lived according and operated according to what was in my bank account. I really want Red Lobster, but I only got $20. I know I'm going to spend at least 30 up in there. So I can't do Red Lobster right now. Why can't you do Red Lobster right now? Because that ain't in my bank account. I really like that BMW, but Lord Jesus, that payment. How much is the payment? $700. Can, can y'all give me some more off? Can, we, can you give it to me at your cost? All right, we'll give it to you at our cost. It's $650. Ooh, Jesus. That's a house note. Then you go to your bank account. I can't afford that. You know why? You know why you feel? You know why we, we feel like we can't afford something? Because we are limited to our own bank account. You have not been sold on the fact that you have stored up treasures in heaven and there's an account, hmm, hallelujah, with your name on it that has unlimited funds. But for most of us, most of us, now I ain't talking about the world, now I'm talking about right here in the body. Most of us have no reality of that. That's not even a reality. That ain't even the first thing we think of when we see the house. That ain't the first thing we think of when we see the BMW. That ain't even the first thing we think of. We think of our account. Because everybody knows what's in their account right now. Don't they? I ain't got to ask you. You could just think in a clip. You know what's in there. 
I don't know what's in my line. You know what's in there. You know what's in your account. <laughs> and see, most of us are capped at that. Not even understanding. We are connected to a kingdom and you are heirs of the king by way of Jesus Christ. And you have access to what's in his account. What's in your father's account? Is there a cap in your father's account? What can't your father pay for? Well, that's in heaven. I can't see it. I know, I know plenty of folks that seen it right here manifest in the physical. Yeah. Ain't that right, Miracle? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. All of us didn't see that manifest. I done had plenty of time when money has manifested right here in the flesh. Yeah. Because I'm connected. Yeah. He said, look, put up in treasures in heaven and come take up your cross and follow me. Do you know he tried to put him on the dream team? What kind of life you think he would have had following Jesus? What kind of stuff you thought you think he would have saw following Jesus? What kind of things would he have been a part of, been able to experience if he would have followed Jesus? Watch this. Watch this. And he was sad at that saying. And he went away. Guess what? He was grieved. Look why he was grieved. For he had what? Great possession. That means he had businesses. That means he must have had a lot of money. He had a lot of connections. He had a lot of networking. And he said, you want me to let go of this? My, my grandfather passed this business down to my father. My father passed the business down to me. And now you asking me to sell all that I have to come be with you? And I'm going to have treasures in heaven? What am I going to do? What am I going to do with treasures in heaven? He had no understanding the whole time he's talking to him. He's trying to give him something greater. That that he's asking him to let go was, was minuscule. He's trying to give him something greater. He's trying to get him access to something that has no limit. But the Bible say he went away grieved and he was sad because he had great possessions. Watch what the Lord said. And the disciples, and he said what? How hard is it that you have riches to enter into the kingdom of heaven? How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? Now watch this. And the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and said unto them, catch it, catch it. Children, children, how hard is it for them that trust, catch it. It ain't that you have the riches. There you go. You trusted in your riches. So it's not a problem that he was rich. That's not the issue. The issue is he trusted in his riches and not in the king. Are y'all with me on this? He said, how hard it is for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. It's the trust of the riches that gets us. It's the trust in your finances. It's the trust in your networking. It's the trust in your monies. It's the trust in your position. It's the trust in how much you making. It's the trust in the riches. See, your trust is looking at that account and you have not have a reality and a realization of your heavenly account. And your heavenly account uh, overflows your natural account. And he said, look, it's the trust in it. We, the Bible told us, you can't serve two masters. You serve two masters, one, eventually you're going to start hating. 
So it's only one that we're supposed to be serving. It's only one we're supposed to be going after. And he told us that one. He said, seek ye first the kingdom. Don't you trust in your money? Seek the kingdom. Don't you trust in your connections? Seek the kingdom. Trust in what you're connected to. And it's the trust of riches that gets a lot of us. Because when it comes to money for us, oh, it changes the game for most of us. Because we don't understand about money and how it works. Don't ever let money stop you from doing anything. Don't never let money have you draw up. Because when you get to talking about money, folks, draw up. Oh, you can talk about love. Talk about deliverance. Oh, but you better not start talking about money. I knew it. I knew it. I knew the day was coming. He was going to get up there and talk about that money. All these churches, that's all they want is your money. They just want the money. They need the money. We don't need your money. You should know what you connected to. You ought to be bringing it to them that are of, of the Father. A, a minister should never have to preach about no money to kingdom kids. Not when you understand what you connected to. Oh, God. But no, you know why? You know why so many ministers have to preach about? And you know why? Because most people are trusted in their riches. And I give you a little bit now. I give you a little bit. I give it all. I give you this a little bit now. I give you this. I give you this twenty dollars now. Don't ask for nothing else. I give you this twenty dollars. Don't y'all ask for nothing else now. Because you don't know my bills. And you don't know what I got coming up. And you don't know. And I just got enough. I looked in my account. This is what I can give right here. I told y'all that testimony the Lord had me give. All I had was about five hundred dollars in the account. He made me give 450 of it. 450. And I had, I had a bill coming, a big bill coming. And I was like, this ain't the Lord. This ain't him. This ain't God. This ain't God. So what I tell y'all, when y'all get stuff from God, what I tell y'all to do? Drop it. If it come back up, uh-oh. I dropped it. Guess what it did, y'all? Y'all know it did. I said, no, that is Satan. <laughs> Get my last no. I dropped it again. I said, all right, if it come up again, I'm going to do it. Guess what it did, y'all? Came right back to the top. But I tell you what I did. When it came back to the top, I went to moving. I did it. I got the check. I met the person he told me to meet. I gave it to him. They were shocked. I was too. He was crying. I was crying. <laughs> Lord, I thank you. I said, Lord, bless you. <laughs> we all crying tears. His was of joy. Mine was of sorrow. I ain't gonna lie. Lord Jesus. Mine was of sorrow. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I'm trusting you. Lord Jesus, I'm trusting you. But guess what? Guess what? I did that on a Saturday. Sunday. Somebody at the church 
came up to me out of nowhere and handed me a check that was three times more than what I gave. Out of nowhere. Oh, y'all better know. See, that's the kind of stuff will mess you up. See, that's why I say, what? Give what? Huh, here, take it. What you want me to huh, have it? What you want? Get what? Huh? Are y'all with me on this? I, what? I just told, I'm a giver. I give. I pay my tithe. I, what? I give it all. Amen. My wife will tell you, if, he, if I ain't stay on his neck, we probably give all I, all. We be right with no lights. I ain't that bad. I'm going to make the light. I'm going to make sure the light stay on now. Make sure stuff be paid. But I'm a giver. I give it away. Why? Because I understand what I'm connected to. But see, this man, he trusted in what he had. So when you trust in what you had, it's hard to let it go. Now, watch this. We're going to skip down real quick, and then we're done. We're done. We're done. We're going to have to cut it short. Watch this real quick. Skip down with me. We're still in that same book. Skip with me to the 28th verse, and then we're done. Now, watch this real quick. So, now, this is on the heels of, of the rich young ruler, right? He said, look, he trusted in riches. It's hard for them to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, watch what Peter says here in the 28th verse. That same book, Mark 10. Look what Peter said. Peter said, <laughs> Peter began to say unto him, lo, we left it all to follow thee. We did what you, what you said. We sold it all. Y'all know, y'all know Peter had a, had, a, had a fishing business. I'm sure he was making pretty good money. And the Bible said he let all that go to follow him. He released it all to follow him. And here is Peter saying, well, we did that. You, you're telling him to do that, but we've done that. Now watch this. Watch this. And Jesus said unto them, said, Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left, catch it now, left what? House. Or. Brethren. Or. Sister. Or. Or. Mother. Or. Or, or for what? And the now what gospel are you, is he talking about? The gospel of the kingdom. Got to remember that. That's the gospel he's talking about. He said nobody has left any of those things for my sake and my gospel. Now catch what he says next. But he shall receive how much fold? And the sweet bye bye. Now, y'all, that's it. See how religion has told you it's in the sweet by and by? He said you got treasures in heaven, and we've been sold and been hoodwinked thinking that we can't tap the treasures until we get over there. He ain't talking about over when you get in the sweet by and by. What is treasures going to do for you over there? What is money going to do for you when you're over in glory? When he done already told you you about to be over cities? What's a house when you have cities you have authority over? He give you 10 cities. That's at least 10 houses you got to have in each city. What is money going to do for you in glory? You ain't. <laughs> you know why? Because you are a part of the kingdom and you are the responsibility of the king and whatever the king owns, you own. And he owns it all. So because he owns it all, you have access to it too. Are y'all with me on this? He said, but he shall receive how, how much fold? What, it say 130, 150, 100 fold when? Now. When? Now. When? Now. When? Now. 
Sweet bye bye? No. Tomorrow? No. Okay. And what? And what? And this? And this that means in the earth? Yes. Oh, let's see what you get. What's the first thing he said you're going to get? Oh. Stop. Because he said when you left, he said those that had left what? But when he starts paying you back, he pays you back with? When? Now. Okay, hallelujah. You mean to tell me I gave away a house to get houses? See, this is what he was trying to get the young ruler. He said, go sell all that you have. Pick up your cross, come follow me. You're going to have treasures in heaven that you can have access to. You're giving away something. But what I'm going to give you is going to be far more greater. It's going to be far more worth it, what I'm going to give you. He said, look, you're going to get what? Houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands. Now catch it. With with persecution. They're going to talk about you. They're going to say don't take all that. They're going to say you don't need that. They're going to say you shouldn't have to drive that. You don't need that house. What you need all that for? You don't need that car. What you need that for? They're going to talk about you. It's going to come with persecution. Persecution only comes by way of another person. Okay? That's the only way persecution can come to us is by way of another person. That's why I say they're going to talk about you. Be okay with it. Okay? Just live in your houses. Let them talk. Live on your lands. Let them talk. Let them talk. Hey, talk. Hey, talk. 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 Keep, keep on talking. I'm, I'm steady getting my portfolio is adding up. Keep on talking. Keep on talking. Amen. Watch this. Lands with persecution. Guess what? And in the world to come, guess what you get? Eternal, Eternal life. Or knowing him in a greater way. Y'all see how it work? I see it work. But it, he said what? Trusting in riches. You forego getting this promise. Peter said we did that. He said, brother, look, ain't nobody did that for my sake and for my gospel. And think you're not going to get a hundredfold back right now? That's why you don't grab hope to stuff. Don't you, don't you let stuff get your, don't you get the new car, expect for it to get scratched. Don't be so tight up on your car. Yeah, your car pretty. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they're going to scratch it. They're going to nick it. People going to park right up next to you to make sure when they open their door, it nick your door. They're going to make sure you got a ding in it when you come back. Amen. Yes, they are. Don't you be so attached. Who scratched my car? Where did, where they at? Because that used to be me. I'm, I'm telling on myself. <laughs> that used to be me. I was at a restaurant one, one time. This van, I, we were sitting in the parking lot talking. And uh, this is when I had my um, gold truck. Y'all, any of y'all remember my gold Denali? Man, that thing was nine. But I, I had, I had that. <laughs> I had parked it and they, they, the van, a minivan, pulled, we sit in the parking lot, they don't know it's mine. He pulled right up on my truck on the side and, the, and he got out the passenger and wham, right up. I said, dear God. And I wasn't where I am today. And I, was, I saw it and I, I overreacted. I said, man, did you? You just hit my car, man. What? What? It was an older guy. What? What? What you mean? I said, man, come on, man. Let's don't play stupid. You know you just slammed into my car. What you talking about? I ain't hit your car. 
brother, I'm standing right here watching you. Well, did I do any damage? If you did, you got to pay for it. I went all there, y'all. Just, just, I wasn't acting like no king's kid at all. See, now if I was to see that, guess what? I wouldn't probably say nothing. Because guess what? It ain't mine anyway. And guess what he'll do? Give it some more time. He'll give me another one. Good God Almighty. That's why I say, don't be so connected to what God is doing in your life. If God is blessing you with the promotion, with the cars, with the, with the houses, stuff is coming your way, don't you, don't you be so connected to it, you be willing to let it go. You better be in your mind. You better live in a tent. Guess what you can do with a tent? You can pack it up and go whenever it's time to go. Ain't nothing holding me down. They just gave you the promotion. You making more money than you ever did. And then the Lord say, hey, all right, it's time for you to go. All right, y'all, I'll holler at y'all. You just going to walk off? Yeah, he's, that's what he told me. That's what the king said. Are y'all seeing how this works? Because he already said, whatever I let go for his sake in the gospel, he already told me what? I'll give it back to you right now. So that's why you don't have no connection to stuff here in the earth. Are y'all with me on this? Don't let riches be your trust. Don't let money be your hanger. Don't let your bank account here be your reality. Let your reality be that of the kingdom. And you have an account with the king that suffers everything is here in the earth. It's unlimited in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all believe that? Y'all really believe that? All right, get a Lord a hand then. I, Pastor Omar Ellison, Lady Ellison, and the Salt and Light family would like to thank you for joining us in today's broadcast. You can visit us at 1350 East Mayhan Drive, which our service times are every Sunday at 12 noon and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can also visit us at Facebook and YouTube at Salt and Light Covenant Church or visit us at our website at saltandlightcovenant.com. We thank you again, and until next time, you be blessed.